0: Welcome back to the Extra Mile Podcast. This is Will Brogan from Commercial Truck Training, and we are going to jump right into the continuation of the interview between Ken Taylor and Andy Burns of McGrath Fleet and Commercial. This is part two, and uh, in my view, really highlights more of what Andy's really all about and what makes him such an awesome guy and an awesome resource for all of you that are listening. So here's part two with Ken and Andy.
1: Andy, one thing you do that we highly recommend and you do such a great job of it and that's the weekly communication that you send to the dealership's management team. Talk a little bit about that and, and the importance of, of that communication. Absolutely.
2: So um, Ken recommended uh, a few years back when I started that I send an email at the end of the week to a few of my owners um as a recap of what we've done throughout the week that way they don't just think we're sitting in our office you know doing nothing Kind of, kind of show them what our body of work is well what i learned um, i had no idea what the response would be i just thought i'd send an email that hey here's how many cars we sold and you know here's where we visited well what i learned in the first like three times i did it i would list out here's where we went here's where we stopped well guess what a lot of these business owners it turns out you know the are rubbing elbows, so to speak, with our owners or people that our owners know. And so I would say, hey, I stopped out at, uh, you know, Munson Electric, and sure enough, the next day or the next following Monday, Pat McGrath would call me and say, I I didn't know you knew Eric at Munson Electric. And I go, well, I don't know Eric at Munson Electric. I just stopped there. And he says that he buys vans from all these different places. And so what I found out is... Uh, a great example in that particular case, Pat McGrath says, well, I'll call Eric and just make sure he buys them all from you. And I said, well, that'd be fantastic. So uh, so what I, what I did is every week when I would send my weekly recap, so Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock before I go home, I would send a weekly recap to the owners that own McGrath Automotive Group, and I tell them, here's the places we've been. If there's any, anybody I'm looking for a competitive advantage on, it's just been amazing how all the mcgraths there's six people that i send the email to and at some point every one of them has called me and said well i know that guy i went to school with his wife or i was in that guy's wedding or i was this I've, i got this for you and then before i know it i got them all working for me and they're calling and you know setting up appointments and um, making
1: sure that these business owners are only buying from us oh wow wow what a testimony that's incredible well, uh, good job, and I I love getting them. I I, I look over all of them. I, I appreciate you keeping me in the loop, and it's I get excited every time I see it. I say, "Gosh, those guys are incredible." You're a I, you're, our, you're our model store. <laughs> I do have one uh, one thing that was
2: that happened just a couple weeks ago. You'll get a kick out of this. So okay. I sent my recap on a Friday, and one of the places that i had mentioned was Geesey Sheet Metal in Dubuque, Iowa. Um, yeah. I had I had said to to pat mcgrath in the email um, i stopped at Geesey sheet metal they've got about oh 36 vehicles somewhere in that neighborhood and uh i talked to tom the owner he was very polite very friendly but i just i don't know that i'm ever going to be able to get my foot in the door so pat mcgrath drives up to our office the following monday morning he says hey you put in your recap that you stopped at Geesey sheet metal i just got a bid from that guy to do hvac work at our chevy store in dubuque and I said, well, why don't you call him and, and, and use his bid and, you know, so on and so forth. So long story short, Pat looked into it. Turns out their bid was only a few hundred dollars off from who the lowest bid was. And I said, Pat, just take that guy's bid, and then we'll sell him a truck. <laughs> and so Pat called him and said, hey, we're going to go ahead and use you for your business. By the way, you know, should you need any vehicles in the future, make sure you call one of my commercial guys. He says, that sounds pretty good. What's his name? Told him Bob Jansen. He hung up the phone with Pat, and he called Bob five minutes later, and bought a truck. <laughs> so, unreal! Unreal! Uh,
1: that,
2: that's my latest example of uh, of having good success with communicating with the owners and and so on and so forth. Oh, that's
1: great! Well, real quick, we'll start winding up a little bit. What uh, if you're going to give advice to um, a dealership? just starting out in commercial, what would be the top things you would tell them to do?
2: The top things I would tell them to do, number one, would be target a list of who you're going to go see. Um, whether you're going to get an RL poke list um, or whether you're going to get a, you know, a scrub list from all the businesses that have bought from the dealership in the past, I would. you have to get a list, who are you going to target, and then once you get that list, you need to create some sort of Google Docs system on where you've been, who you've talked to, and save that information so you can communicate it to your general manager or sales manager, owner, whoever you can. Send it to them. Here's where I've been. Here's what I've done, um, so forth. The second thing I would do is figure out whether you're selling Rams or Chevys or Fords, you got to figure out your pricing structure. How am I going to be competitive to make sure I'm competitive um, if you're brand new to the car business, you need to get with your general manager or whoever in your store is going to figure out a way to help you get to the nitty-gritty price to make sure when you submit a bid that you don't have, you know, five, six, seven hundred dollars 700 in extra costs and there's somehow some way that's not going to help you win the bid. So figure out where you're exactly how to get to your net cost. You can make money on these commercial guys. We very rarely lose money. Matter of fact, when we, if we have a deal losing money, we just generally don't do it. And they lose money on retail deals all the time, so it's, it's crazy and weird. Wow. Um, the third thing I would do is just once you've figured out who your customer is and you've made contact with them, now you got your pricing structure, the third thing is make it easy. That's it. Make it easy for the buyer. Um, make sure that he knows he can just send you a text message or an email with the VIN number of the truck he wants to buy. You quote it with confidence that you got good pricing and uh, – and stick with that price. There's no, there's no going back and forth to three thousand dollars with these fleet guys. You give them your best price up front. Let them know that they appreciate it, and uh, and they'll buy at that price. Great point.
1: Great point, Tyler. Anything to add to that?
2: So about three minutes ago, you might have heard the door open. Uh, oh. I'm <laughs> sitting in the parking lot can at the GMC store. I dropped Tyler <laughs> off at a diesel okay. GMC and. Um, we had had it detailed last night. Um, he just He's going to the diesel station. I'm going to pick him up at MD Concrete. Where i got paperwork sitting beside me for that one. So what ends up happening, if anybody out there is a commercial sales manager, uh, once you get to the point where you're selling 70, 80, 90 vehicles or more, you'll, you'll find out in a hurry that you actually turn into a secretary. And the, the best problem I have in my life right now is i got three guys selling 30 cars a month and two other guys. I haven't mentioned Tyler Young. We have two Tylers. You can look on our Facebook page. There's two Tylers. Um, By the way, Ken, Tyler Young, even though Tyler Jansen is going to sell 32 or three this month, Tyler Young has actually sent out more bids this month than any of the guys.
0: Wow.
2: Oh, my gosh. I feel he did do 20 a couple months ago. This month, I think you'll probably do eleven or twelve. But this was his tenth month in the commercial business, and I feel like next month he'll probably get—you know—he'll get to that twenty-five or thirty. Uh, but yeah, as a commercial sales manager, if you get to the point where, you know, you're doing a hundred cars a month and you've got four or five guys, and the the biggest complaint you have is that you're just driving around town picking your guys up from delivering vehicles, then
1: kudos to you—you you, you, you got there. <laughs> Oh, without a doubt. Well, it's funny. I was going to ask uh, Tyler uh, when he went. He and Derek went to our boot camp in Minneapolis uh, way, way back. And he went back to the store, and uh, it, it was kind of funny. Every time something came up, he said, "Well, Ken said do this, or Ken said do this." And they did something to him at the uh, at the award <laughs> at the awards meeting at the end of the year. Do you remember that? They did. Gavin, so we do uh,
2: we do an awards banquet uh, for our whole campus. I'm not sure how many retail sales guys there are in the company, probably like 160, 70, somewhere in there. They do an awards banquet at the end of the year for the top guys, so you have to sell 12 cars minimum six times a year to get invited to the banquet, and then you get a little bonus and recognition while you're there. And Tyler was like, this was like four or five years ago. Tyler at that time was like, um... I want to say like fifth in the company, somewhere in there. And uh, Gavin McGrath got up to introduce Tyler, and he says, <laughs> "He says the next person I want to bring up is Ken Taylor." And uh, everybody's looking around like, "Who in the world's Ken Taylor?" Like I don't know who Ken Taylor is, but uh, Tyler and myself, and obviously everybody else in the in the place knew that he was referring to Tyler Jansen, and um, so then. Gavin gave a quick story on, on Tyler and, and why the name Ken Taylor. But that was, I was thinking about that, Ken, I think, because they were there in the, did they come see you in the summer? Yes. Yeah, so this coming, I think it's this coming June, that'll have been six years ago. Wow, that's incredible. That's incredible. Incredible. Um, so, anyway, yeah, that was a, we, we called Tyler Jansen Ken Taylor for like three years because he was, selling so many vehicles and, uh, and riding high on life, so to speak. But um, I just mentioned all the salespeople we have in our store. Uh, we our, our dealership does their calendar month from November to November. So today is the last day of the year, so to speak, for our dealership for our awards banquet, because we do our awards banquet on uh, this year. I think it's December 12 13 somewhere in there. And if They recognize, I think this year there's going to be, um, I think like 35 salespeople that are going to make it to the banquet, and uh, one, two, and three are going to be Tyler, Jeremy, and Jeff. For, wow, unbelievable! For <laughs> volume, and they the, all the retail guys think that that the reason that they're one, two, and three is because we sell vehicles five at a time or you know ten at a time, um, but they don't see all the one at a time and you know that we. I thought I worked hard in commercial, or excuse me, in the retail department, I thought that I was busy, and I thought thought that I worked a lot of hours and really, really hard, and then I got into commercial and realized
1: that uh, I hadn't worked hard yet, so now I'm glad I'm I'm doing what I'm doing. Oh, wow, that's that's incredible, and one, two, three, congratulations, Andy, I said, the thing I've seen uh, since you've uh, been managing the department is just the, the growth has just soared, so... I just have to uh, applaud you and, and what you've been able to do with that part. And the biggest thing, I think, is you are so motivating to your guys. You're positive. You roll up your sleeves. You do whatever is necessary to support those guys. And and I think that has been just a, a difference maker. It is.
2: For for any dealer out there that, that has a selling manager or a, a gentleman that's labeled a commercial manager but yet he's still selling vehicles, um, you know, I had worked for the company for 17 years, excuse me, 18 years when I started in commercial. This coming February will be my 20-year mark for the for the company. So when I first started, um, they wanted to, to have me the uh, selling manager, and I did that for like 90 days, and I was putting deals in my name and getting paid commission on them, and, and I had Tyler and Jeff and Jeremy beside me, you know, selling quite a few more than I was, and I was supposed to be managing them, and I thought to myself, over the course of about a two-month time period, well, I'm just going to keep selling vehicles and just give them the deal because it seems way more efficient for me to just keep getting new clients and then give them the deal, and I'll just go get more new customers, and I'll see how that goes. And, you know, if it doesn't work, I, I can be a retail sales manager probably anywhere in the country. I didn't, wasn't really worried about it. So anyway, um, we that's what I did is I, I started – gaining new customers, and I'd, I'd grab a new customer that would buy five in a year and, and hand it off. And so I know I'm mumbling a little bit, but my point is um, for anybody out there that's in that position, just grow the department. Uh, if you're, if the guy beside you needs help, you can't be greedy at all. Um, my guys, as a matter of fact, they share customers. Tyler and Jeff have multiple big accounts. Where the customer will call and need a vehicle, and Jeff and Tyler will say, you know, wh- who's got who's got less cars out? Who has more time to do this bid? And and that's the thing that's helped our department probably grow more than anything is uh, these guys are sharing customers all the time, and we explain that to the customer. Hey, Jeff's going to be sending you the quote on this one. I'm tied up right now. He's kind of specialty at you know that unit anyway. Um. So that's just another little tidbit for anybody out there that's got multiple people in their commercial department. Is don't be greedy. That these companies buy so many vehicles that um, you keep gaining all the guys that buy ten to fifty a year. Um, don't don't worry about one car deal. Matter of fact, uh, Jeremy yesterday, um, All Temp Refrigeration here in Cedar Rapids. I've known that guy for years. They've never bought from us. Um, He's always bought from a dealer out of town. He's bought Rams and Fords. Um, but the guy knows me. I've been in contact with him. He called me, hey, you got a Ram on your lot. I gave the guy a price, and uh, uh, he emailed back right away and said, wow, that's a great price on that truck. We'll take it. So Jeremy came in from lunch, and I said, Jeremy, here's your here's the in-stock uh, invoice sheet. Just sold this truck to All Temp. He'd like you to bring it out this afternoon. So Jeremy loaded the deal, trying to print out the paperwork. Um, and I knew the guy might want a quote on a Ford, so Jeremy took the truck out there to deliver it. And I asked Tyler Jansen, or excuse me, Tyler Young, the Ford guy, I said, "Hey, why don't you go pick him up and take some Ford info with you?" So Jeremy goes out there, signs the guy out in a Ram, while his the the business partner came in and said, "You got a Ford shirt on?" He's like, "Well, yeah, we do Fords too." And uh, anyway, conversation opened on two two uh, Fords while they were there, the guy called Tyler Young back when he got back to the office and ordered two Fords yesterday. Wow. Wow. So, wow. He, Great So, uh, yeah, I mean, and this is a company that has, you, anybody uh, listening can look them up, try to sell them, I don't think you will now, but it's uh, all-time refrigeration here in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. The guy has 26 vehicles and they put a lot of miles on So they go through vehicles. They buy five or six every year. And you know, I've been trying to get in the door there a couple of years, but, you know, the guy, just it took a little while for him to warm up to me. And, and then finally he was in dire need of a truck. He called. I gave him a great price. And, and then once I told him we'd bring it out and drop it off to him, he goes, what? he goes, what? I said, well, yeah, we'll just bring it out and drop it off, and you can sign the papers. And he's like, well, I always had to go to the store to pick him up at the other place. And I said, no, you don't need to do that. We'll just bring it out. So we made it so easy for him, he just didn't know what to
1: say. Um, oh, and, uh, great story and, yeah so anyway well Andy it sounds like you're having a good time my friend
2: we are it's it's uh once you get rolling it's there's not been a day that I don't think I've woke up in the last two years and thought huh, you know I don't I don't know if I like this or not you just get up and think wow I got a lot to do today I better get to work
1: there you go. Well, let's end up with uh, with a, a, a great question for you. Share a little bit about the Burns family with with our audience. Uh, you, guys, you have such a great family. Um, yeah, my
2: kids are awesome. My wife's awesome. Uh, somehow she's artistic and didn't know it. She's uh, an artistic as an artist. She works for uh, she works for vee in Cedar Rapids, or one of the Hy-Vees in Cedar Rapids. Uh, a few years back, somebody asked her to make a chalkboard sign, and she made it, and they're like, wow, that's that's really good. What happened? So anyway, one of her friends started working at Hy-Vee and Marion and making making some signage for them, and long story short, she's been doing that for a couple years now. You walk into Hy-Vee on Collins Road, and there's probably 150 signs in that place. That are, some are chalkboard, some are painted. She has an office there where she goes in and does all of her artwork. And, oh, wow. up. Um, and does an awesome job. So, But, yeah, my boys are 13 and 17, and um, they both do great in school. They get straight A's, and they do lots of sports and activities. And and I have a great Dane and a golden doodle now, Ken. I haven't even told you about the golden doodle. No, you haven't. <laughs> yeah, look at my I'll, – I'll post a picture on my Facebook page if I haven't yet already. But we have a 13-pound golden doodle. And a hundred and sixty pound Great Dane. Oh, geez. So that's that's my life: is two boys that are great, Cindric and Oliver, and uh, <laughs> and uh, an awesome wife.
1: So, oh well, thanks for sharing that. And you know, the the commercial side of the business is so important uh, for a balanced family life. And you know, you get that extra time to get it because I you know you've coached your son's baseball team. Uh, you, you, you've been so active in their life, and I, I think commercial allows a little bit more leeway to be able to do that.
2: 100 percent! I the most of the events are on Saturdays. You know, like our baseball tournaments, and and the other thing we do is uh, uh, my wife and I help run. She's the president of the club. I'm just a coach. She's she's the mastermind behind it all. <laughs> Not she's, me. Jamaica. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the school that we go to, we have an archery club. We have 130 kids on our archery team this year. And my wife is the president of the club. We have a vice president, a treasurer down the row. And then we have four coaches for each grade level. Um, so that takes a lot of our time. But we practice on Monday and Thursday, excuse me, Monday and Wednesday nights. Um, we started practice about a month ago. So we'll start tournaments here in three weeks. But, you know, practice is 530 to 730 on Mondays and Wednesdays. And I just make a point that on Monday and Wednesday, I'm out of the office at of 530. And during the summertime, um, I help coach U.S.A. Uh, baseball. My son, my youngest one, pitches, and so that's kind of been fun to, to at his age level to start calling pitches and helping coach games. And so yeah, we we practice. Uh, matter of fact, we'll start baseball practice. And for all you guys down and listening that live in the southern states, I know you guys play baseball twelve months a year, and there's baseball academies, and you guys are awesome. I I got a I got a cousin, as a matter of fact. That lives in jacksonville that i came down and visited with ken and and then my cousin his his uh boy goes to a baseball academy school down there somewhere in jacksonville i don't remember the name of it but uh so but in iowa obviously we have a lot of frost on the ground a lot of snow on the ground we don't get to play baseball all year long but we have uh uh lucky enough my son goes to school with a with a another boy that his dad has an indoor facility for basketball and baseball, and so. Uh, we go in December and we have a pitching coach come in and we practice. Uh, we'll throw uh, three days a week. We'll throw thirty-five. We'll start out at 30, 35 pitches, and we'll work our way up to sixty in about two months. So we'll pitch from December first through oh, about the end of March until we can actually get out on a diamond around here, you know. And then we'll and then we'll play baseball on April first. We already got our first. Our first game is scheduled, so hopefully the weather holds up oh, wow. and we can play it. Oh, so, but yeah, the, those tournaments for baseball archery, you know, everybody that's got kids in events, obviously they're Friday, Saturday, Sunday a lot of times, and so it's it's nice to not not or to know that you don't have to be there on that Saturday for sure. Maybe get out a little on a Friday if you need to, to to go help or or even spectate if event, whatever you're doing.
1: That's well, one of the reasons we say this is a this side of the business is a well-kept secret. So, uh, well, thanks for sharing that. Candy, thanks for your time. I know how busy you guys are. Thanks so much. Uh, I know our listeners are going to just love hearing what you guys have got to say. I mean, you've done such a great job on, on all fronts, government, fleet, small commercial, building the relationships locally, and, uh, and continuing to grow. Last question, what does 2019 look like? Uh,
2: well... Our goal for 2018 was 850 vehicles, and right now we're just a shade over 900, and we still got December to go. Um, you know, I'm talking from December to December. So, uh, 2019, um, I'll, uh, I'll I'll leave I'll leave a sneak peek for you, Ken. Um, I hired another guy; he's going to start next week. I can't tell you who he is yet, though. <laughs> uh, no problem. You know him. Um, <laughs> So I hired another guy because we're just spread too thin right now, and um, I, I've been working on goal. We're going to put it down here the first week of December, but probably somewhere in that, you know, somewhere in that 1,200 neighborhood is probably what we're going to set sights on for a unit goal. And yeah. So we're going to, that's the, the goals for 19, obviously, are the units, but also we need to add a little bit more staff, get more efficient, and uh, make sure we're taking good care of our
1: customers. So that's our 2019 outlook right now oh great well I'm, uh, knowing you uh, you will exceed it so uh, congratulations yeah, well, ahead of time.
2: yeah for, for those listening I apologize I, I, sometimes I get a little long winded so sorry if my stories are long but uh, I get excited no. one oh, no, and, uh, and two Ken I appreciate you uh, anybody listening that, that hasn't uh, hasn't hired Ken Taylor or Ken doesn't uh, call you or call on you I should say um uh, no doubt about it, our success. You know, Tyler and Jeff have done a fantastic job, and I think I've helped a little bit get the department going. But we've we've really done what what Ken has asked us to do, and uh, surprise, it works. So anybody out there that that has talked to Ken or is maybe wanting to do work with Ken and his guys, um, Ken and Will and the team, so uh, I,
1: I recommend it. So. Uh, well, thank you so much. Much appreciate that. And I uh, appreciate you guys uh, even more as friends than customers. So, uh, you know, uh, we got both of those at the same time. I got
2: family in Jacksonville, and I made a point to come down to Jacksonville just to go out for supper with Ken Taylor and Will. So thanks, guys, uh, by the way, for, for supper that night. And um, and uh, and thanks for the golf. We did a little golfing while we were there. So. That's, right, that's
1: right. That's right. Um, Oh, yeah.
2: Well, you're welcome here.
1: Yeah, same here. It's been uh, great being friends with you guys. And welcome anytime, that's for sure. Andy, thanks again. Thanks for your time, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys again in a couple months.
0: We hope you enjoyed that interview between Ken Taylor and Andy Burns of McGrath Fleet and Commercial. And by the way, you may have heard toward the end there, uh, Andy talking about the goals that they had set for 2018 they had not accomplished it yet by the time uh, these two recorded that interview but they finished the year with over 1,000 units sold for the first time ever so congratulations to the entirety of the McGrath fleet and commercial team and thank you once again Andy for supplying us with your time and knowledge for this awesome podcast interview. We'll be back again soon, but for right now, that's all from The Extra Mile with Ken Taylor and Will Brogan of Commercial Truck Training. Thanks so much.